Welcome to Fantasy F1 DFS Picks. Let's talk about optimal lineups at DraftKings. Lineup construction at DraftKings. But before we go to that, make sure you're going to DraftKings Network, checking out my weekly free DFS F1 article. The Bahrain article is up. Check it out. It's free. Let's get some clicks. Let's boost some SEO. And now to the show. What you can see on the screen are all of the optimal lineups from 2023. You can see the driver's prices the captain's prices, the constructor prices, and their point totals. So what we want to do is look at these optimal lineups, try to figure out a pattern, or at the very least, get an idea of how to construct a lineup. Should a lineup each week be balanced, or should you spend up and also spend down? How much does a captain typically score? How many points are we expecting from our constructor? So let's just simply look at the averages. On average, our constructor is scoring 53.6 points. That's a lot. They're winning the race. They're often putting two drivers on the podium. They're leading just about every lap. They're scoring fast laps. And when we talk about a constructor, we're mainly talking about that being Red Bull. And we'll see last year, the constructor, Red Bull was optimal 15 times. So our first takeaway is that when we are building lineups, we don't want to get cheap at constructor occasionally McLaren slid in there with three, but that's not many times. Ferrari, two, but when Max Verstappen is winning every race, and as he projects to win every race again this season, more often than not, you're going to be married to Max Verstappen and Red Bull. Sometimes you're not going to be able to afford Max Verstappen, but you can often afford at least 15 times last season Red Bull. So first takeaway, looks like we're probably going to be targeting a lot of Red Bull as constructor. Captain, we'll get to that in a second. Um, it's a little bit more all over the place. Well, we'll just go ahead and do it now. On average, our captain with the multiplier is scoring 35.4, which is interesting because that's a multiplied score, right? They get 1.5 total points because their price is 1.5 increased and still though on average our captain is scoring 35.4 where is our number one driver each week or the driver the number one driver outside of the captain spot on average is scoring 32.8 so our captain is basically equaling that of our number one driver so they're not necessarily scoring a lot of points because remember we're getting a multiplier effect that means the captain is usually not the best racer of the day and well you look at the 2023 season it's obvious because the best driver of the day often was too expensive to fit in the captain spot in max verstappen but nonetheless the takeaway here is when constructing your lineup you're not necessarily looking for the best driver we're looking for good but really a point per dollar value now there is another catch let's look at the typical type of driver that gets slid into the spot. And we'll work backwards from Abu Dhabi. George Russell, not the top tier expensive, but in that second tier, clearly in the lead pack with Mercedes. Charles Leclerc, pretty expensive, but at that point in the season, in 2023, not completely the most expensive still. He is in that second tier, which is really everyone except for Max. But in real life, top tier in a Ferrari, Lando Norris. Pretty expensive in Brazil. Not as expensive as Max Verstappen, but again, 
in that second tier with the top tier equipment of McLaren last season. McLaren was right there with Mercedes and Ferrari. Hamilton, right? No explanation needed. Again, not necessarily cheap, but in that second tier where he can get on the podium and he can be a solid point per dollar play, 43.5 at Mexico. So, so far, we're not going with a, you know, mid-pack guy. We're not going straight punt. We're taking pretty solid drivers. But another thing you may have noticed in these four races that I've just gone over, we have three Red Bull constructors, but we don't have any Max Verstappen. So you are spinning up slightly more maybe than you would expect for your captain. And because you're just simply unavailable to squeeze in Max Verstappen. Had you gone a little bit cheaper at captain, maybe you squeeze in Verstappen, but that wasn't the optimal play. The way to maximize your lineup and to get the most points was to say, I can't get Max. I'll take Red Bull and I'll get the most out of these second tier drivers, which are top tier in real life. They can get on the podium. Their price isn't going to completely crush my lineup. I can make it work. We go back to USA. In Coda, again, Lando Norris. Outside of the Verstappen tier, but in that top tier in real life, you get Red Bull, you get no Max. Here we go again. Piastri, maybe a little, I mean, obviously a little lower than Lando Norris, right there in a McLaren. This week it was a McLaren. And by saving with the McLaren on the team, you're able to actually get Max finally into a lineup. And with McLaren, you get Piastri, and then you've probably got Lando on the podium as well. We go to Japan again. Outside of the Verstappen tier, again, you get McLaren. And with that cheaper piece, you're able to squeeze Verstappen's 15,639 points into the optimal lineup. Signs, Ferrari, Singapore. This is the one week where Max doesn't win or Red Bull doesn't win last year. So that might be a bit of an anomaly, but still, again, our captains, are the majority are being in that second tier because Max is just priced too high. And so we are maximizing our captain by taking a top tier driver in the non-Max tier. Red Bull Racing. Can't afford Max. Carlos Sainz. Pretty solid pattern here. Red Bull Racing. You can get Max. Fernando Lons. I need to double check this. I'm pretty sure it's right. I know Liam Lawson's price is not showing up, but I'm pretty sure it fits right there. Here is where things get a little bit different at the beginning of the season. You're going to see this pop up occasionally. And it might be a direction that we go. And it's just a straight punt. A value play at captain in Belgium or in Spa. And so you save a ton of money at captain, you get almost no points at nine. But it costs you almost nothing. But in doing so, you can afford Red Bull and you can afford Verstappen and his 45 fantasy points. One of the things that you're gonna need to be cognizant of in Fantasy F1 is some of these races have more laps than others. That's gonna be more points available for Max Verstappen. It's not a significant increase, but there are some races where there are more laps and there's some races where there are fewer laps. And those small point totals can make a difference when we're not seeing massive scores with very strong salary constraints. So be aware of that. Hungary, again, non-max tier. 
you're able to fit Red Bull and Max in this situation. You get one point out of Daniel Ricciardo. Yuck. Yuck. That doesn't make any sense. I'll double check that, but whatever. Here again, second tier, non-max tier. You got McLaren in with some absolute savings early in the season, and then you're able to get Verstappen. Here we go again, another punt. Joe at 5,700, he actually gets you some points, and because of these extreme savings, you're obviously going to get Red Bull, and you're going to get Max Verstappen. You still are playing a bunch of cheapies in this lineup too. I mean, you've basically got three guys who are nobodies, but that allows you to get this 74 from Red Bull and this 48 from Max Verstappen. Another punt play with Alex Albon. And with that savings, even though he has a pretty good day, he gets you Red Bull, but you still can't afford Max Verstappen in this race, oddly enough. Here's another one, Joe. And some savings with Mercedes. That allows you to take Max Verstappen with your top pick. Esteban Ocon. This is really the first time we have seen a mid-pack driver in a captain spot. You get his team some value. And since you have this combined value here of a cheap team with not too inflated of a price tag with Esteban Ocon, that allows you to get up to max. Yuki Tsunoda, another mid-pack driver. Almost punt level pricing. Allows you to get the Red Bull. Allows you to get to max. Azerbaijan, this is a Sergio Checo win, street racer, Red Bull. You can't roster Max because you've got Red Bull and Sergio. Nico Punt in Australia. That price savings allows you to get Red Bull and Max Verstappen. Sergio Red Bull, this is their win. So he gets another win. Saudi Arabia, Jetta, great street circuit racer. Sergio actually a captain, which is very expensive, which then requires three cheapies. And then the beginning of the season, you get Fernando at captain, non-max tier. You can still afford Red Bull because he's still pretty cheap at the very beginning of last year. No one was really sure what to do with Aston Martin. Found that out quickly. And Max Verstappen at 13000 was a steal. Probably never going to get that again. So pretty decent idea of how these optimals build. As far as constructor goes, you're going to go ahead and spend up. As far as captain goes, we occasionally do see, was it four or five times, we saw a really cheap play. But the majority, the overwhelming, about 80% of the time, you're taking that non-max tier. You're taking the front pack. You're taking Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren. Occasionally, it was Aston Martin that faded late in the season. Mainly, we're talking McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari. And you're playing those drivers as your captain. You take max when you can, sometimes you can't, and then you fill out. So how do we fill out? The top two on average, the bottom two on average, let's look at their salary costs. On average, your top two drivers, what you have to spend per driver is almost around $10,000. So not terrible. I mean, we look up here, Sergio Perez in the last race of the season, $8,400. If we get $9,400 per driver in our top two, that's not bad. I can get easily Perez and Leclerc. I can get Perez. I mean, you look through these salaries, Leclerc, 8,800. Lando Norris, 9,200. That one was a cheaper one. That was an expensive one. 
Max Verstappen again, an expensive one, but then balanced out by a cheaper one. So if you do go max, then you got a max below. I mean, it's almost like you spend 15 on max, then your second guy is going to be five. Seems to be the pattern there, right? If we got about 9,400 per top two, or you can do the balance, Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton. That seems to be the pattern for your top two. Now your bottom two, outside of your constructor and outside of your captain, as we wrap up, is about 4,300. And these are mainly straight punts, 36, 3,000. Here, you actually had him be expensive. He didn't score as many. Checo Press was only third on the board. He could have slid up here, but 42, 3,000, Stroll and Sargent. 5,600 for Albon. 3,600 for Hulkenberg. You can realize that they're basically just the punt value plays. And the bigger takeaway, when you're constructing your lineups and you're looking at these last two guys, the two cheapies that you're using for salary relief, but you want to squeeze a couple points out of them. They're not scoring a lot. On average, your third best driver, your third most expensive driver, scores about 10 points. And your last guy in scores about six, meaning that they just beat their teammate. That's really all you're looking for from your last prayer. Your prayer punt is just beat my teammate. That is the constructing tip at DraftKings. And even with your other guy, they're not doing much more than that. They're beating their teammate. They're probably grabbing two place differential points. And maybe they're squeezing into 10th place and getting another point. We have seen that driver score a minimum of four, maximum of 21. We've seen your last guy in score the minimum of one, maximum of 12. I may need to double check these numbers, but I think they're pretty accurate for the most part. Anyone that's played DraftKings probably doesn't disagree with this. So to wrap up, when we're building lineups, our constructor, don't go cheap, go Red Bull. We need points on average 53. Captain, it tends to be the non-Verstappen tier. They're all top tier in real life. Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren. Those six drivers were there more often than not. Occasionally, about 25, 20% of the time, we did go with a Joe. We did go with a Haas driver. We put in a Sonoda, went value. Only once did we play a mid-pack driver in Esteban Ocon. The way to go, it seems, and I don't think this is being any different, as long as Max Verstappen becomes priced out of the market, is to maximize our points here with a Leclerc, with a Russell, with a Lewis Hamilton, Carlos Sainz, Orlando Norris, and Oscar Piastri, and maybe even a dash of Fernando Alonso here or there. Then from there, your top pick's your top pick. You're going to know going into the week who's your top pick. And on average, your top two picks, you can spend $9,400 per driver. So you can go north of 94 for number one. You can go all the way up to max around 15, but then that means you got to lower your second guy down to about 5,000. If you don't go that high and you play about, I don't know, someone in 10,500, then your second guy is about 8,500, which still means you're playing non-Verstappen tier, but top tier drivers in real life. These top two can easily be a Mercedes, a Ferrari, or a McLaren, Aston Martin, if you want to mess around. The bottom two, you got about $4,300 to play with. You're going to the bottom of the field. You're looking at Williams. Which teammate's going to win? You're looking at Haas. Which teammate's going to win? 
you're looking at Salver, which Sauber, which team's going, which which driver is going to outperform their opponent. Um, maybe you can get up to RBT. I don't know. Maybe you can get up to Alpine. I'm not sure. And even in those teams, what we're really just wanting in the end of the day is a cheap, we beat our teammate. And sometimes it becomes difficult to decipher whether Sonoda is going to outrace Ricardo. Sometimes it becomes difficult to decide if it's going to be an Acon or Gasly day. That'll be determined on the given weekend at the given track, based on starting position, based on the opportunity, based on the price. That will help out. But hopefully this was a pretty good idea of how to construct a lineup for Fantasy F1 DFS at DraftKings. Thanks, like, subscribe, share the video. If you want to get access to the sheet, I don't know if I'm going to end up sharing the sheet with anyone. It's something I'll kick around, but you can go to RaceForThePrize.com. You can always DM me at Twitter. Send me an email, raceforthepriz06 at gmail.com. But please like, subscribe, share the video. Blessed to have you guys around. Love you guys. Triple the Light's fantastic.